Welcome to Soul Science, the shift, the tribe, the movement. May you live your truth. Live from Los Angeles, this is Dr. Aaron, Dr. Divinity. We come together each day to know the truth, live on spiritual principle, and align with universal law. We also come together in community, in Soul Society, the number one spiritual coaching community. We are really committed to enlightenment, empowerment, and entrepreneurship. We truly believe that when somebody awakens, they have a gift and message to bring to the world. And we are committed with our mission to awaken a billion people globally. And so how we are doing that is we are developing spiritual leaders and coaches. So today, I want to talk to you about the top reason spiritual coaches don't succeed. And I want to preface that with knowing there's no such thing as failure. The only way any spiritual coach can fail is if they give up, okay? I truly believe if you persevere, anyone can succeed in anything if they truly believe it, okay? But today I want to talk to you about the top reasons why I see people not thriving and not really succeeding as spiritual coaches, okay? Also, before I begin, I just want to remind people that throughout this podcast, there are many different series, okay? Uh, There are series on subconscious reprogramming called uh, Live Your Truth, The Truth Triangle. There's another 40 series on my book, Awakening. There is another series I just started, which is Universal Law and the 52 Distinctions of Universal Law. This particular uh, series is on spiritual coaching, the biz of spiritual coaching. So you'll find everything from how to do your social media to um, to getting your mind right and uh, working with clients. Okay, so today we're talking about the top reasons spiritual coaches don't succeed. So after working with um, you know hundreds of, of different coaches and leaders, Uh, I found some common denominators of things of why I feel people are not succeeding. And I know for me personally, I have done each and every one of these over the years as well. And so I wanted to break it on down so that you can take a look at your own, you know, success and kind of look at go and ask yourself, am I falling into some of these core categories? And can I potentially break through some of these things? Okay. Because if you're anything like me, I remember years back being really a, a disaster. I had decided and I knew that I wanted to rise and being a leader within the spiritual realm. I didn't know how, I didn't know why, I didn't have mentors. I, you know, was all over the place. I tried to do everything. I had no framework. I still hadn't completed my own inner work and and had the discipline of living on principle every single day. I tried to do it all. (laughs) I had some business skills, but I really hadn't mastered the organization of it. I had issues around being coachable. I had a hard time paying for coaches because I still had money blocks. I didn't follow through. You name it, I've done it. I've been there, okay? So this is coming from a place of compassion, knowing that if I can do it, trust me, you can do it, okay? So number one reason why spiritual coaches don't succeed is this is the primary reason for everything, okay? We know in our teaching that everything comes from consciousness. Everything is at a soul level, uh, whatever our limiting beliefs, our trauma, things like that. So the number one reason why spiritual coaches don't succeed is they haven't done their own inner work. Duh, obviously. We know that if you haven't done your inner work, you will find a way to sabotage your work. You'll find a way to see through the veil and find the excuses and justifications of why it won't work out. You will, you know, have limitations in in all kinds of areas. So first of all, if you want to be a powerful spiritual coach and succeed, you got to do your inner work, okay? Period, in a story. That doesn't mean taking a couple seminars and reading a couple books, okay? 
That means diving deep into your soul. In society, we do trauma work. We release the limiting beliefs. We rewrite the story. We take inventory, taking back the power where we've handed it over. We really restore the consciousness, okay? So you can tell if you've done your inner work or if you haven't done your work, if you are still reactive in life, if you are still sad or feel like you're the effect of something in your past, if you fully don't know the truth of who you are, okay? Number two reason why I find spiritual coaches don't succeed is they don't have a powerful framework, okay? Oftentimes I'll see people and they'll go out and they'll start kind of working with people, but they're kind of all over the place. And um, quite frankly, they don't get a lot of referrals and um, they also just don't get the results for their clients. So it's important to have a framework. And I know I've been there as well. You know, you just kind of like wing it with clients and you don't know if you should have three you know, sessions with a client, or you should have 12 or whatever, you're just kind of all over the board. And from a subconscious perspective, your clients are going to smell that, right? They're going to know something is a little off. They don't feel safe. They don't realize what the process is that they're going to go through. If you want to be a powerful spiritual coach, you've got to have a framework. So what does that mean exactly? In society, we actually train with a very specific framework of 12 sessions for people that are taking one-on-ones. We also um, do a framework around business training as well. And a lot of the spiritual coaches actually are able to coach in business as well, because I take them through the eight pillars of business and 12 weeks of mastermind. So the point is, is this, is do you have a framework? Because if you're going to succeed, you've got to have a plan. You've got to realize what it is that you're taking your client through and how you're going to do it. And that is why we teach for our spiritual coaches to first only teach one-on-one with clients and then have a gradient into, um, into developing courses and then membership or events. Oftentimes I see people that try and do events and it's fine. They might have some success and people come to the events, but this is the deal. People that go to the events are kind of like, yeah, that was cool, but it wasn't quite powerful enough. Okay. And the reason why is because you haven't mastered the work. You want to have a powerful framework. And how do you develop a powerful framework? You take one-on-ones and you have a framework and you develop your framework and you master your framework. You embody the session work. And that is the most important thing. So whether you get up on a stage in the future, whether you do a podcast, whether you do a course, whether you do events, you are able to be very powerful and very efficient when you are doing that, okay? And I know, you know, it's kind of sad because I witness people doing it too fast and going out to the other thing and not having a really powerful framework. And they can have some success, but it's not going to be the same level. Okay. That's just my experience, not the truth, but my experience. Okay. Next is basically people try and do too many things and don't master something. Okay. So they call it being the jack of everything, the master of none, right? So it's non-gradient. So I did this too. Okay. When I first started, I was, you know, finishing my doctorate. I was working with a few one-on-one big celebrity clients just because I happened to be lucky. It didn't mean I was taking them through a great um, program. Okay. And, um, and I was doing everything. I, I started my podcast. I was writing my book. I was doing everything and it was a disaster. I mean, I luckily it all came together over time, 
but I would have been much more efficient and much more successful if I had taken on one thing, gradient, done one-on-ones and really mastered that framework. Then I mastered moving up into the next thing. Then I ended up doing courses. Then I ended up doing membership. Then I ended up doing events. Then I ended up doing podcasts, okay? The issue is that when I was doing everything, nothing was efficient. Nothing actually was really powerful, okay? So to have success as a spiritual coach, you can do everything. If there's something that you truly feel like doing speaking gigs and this is something that you you just have to do, do it. But I don't recommend it, okay? And I tell my girls that all the time. I don't recommend going too fast. I don't recommend being the jack of everything and the master of none. I recommend doing a gradient, taking your one-on-ones, mastering your inner work, mastering the framework, and then rising. What I see also when people try and do too much is burnout. I see them taking on too big of a team too fast and potentially having financial disaster out of it. So be cautious. Know you're in this for the long run. You're not here just for to become a seven-figure coach overnight. Like reality is that you need to master. That's the way the gradient teaches us. When we're babies, we don't learn to run first. We learn how to crawl. And then we, you know, stand up and then we walk and then we, whatever, okay? There is a reason for this. It's the way that we are, that's the way we learn. And if you want to have success, it's better. It's like learning, you know, math. You started with with addition, subtraction, and then you moved up to the next thing. If you all of a sudden moved up to, you know, decimal points and, um, and, high equations in math, you'd be completely confused, okay? You've got to go back down to the basics, learn the basic principles, and then move up. Same thing, okay? Next is, the next reason why I witness spiritual coaches not succeeding is they basically try and figure out their niche too early. This is very common, you guys. Well, I don't know what I should do. Should I just teach business? Should I just work with people around, you know, soul-based businesses and and do branding? Should I, you know, do one-on-ones and deal with um, subconscious work? Well, I dealt with codependency. Should I do some addiction work too? This is the deal. You don't have to figure out your niche, okay? It is, it's another self-sabotage that the, the way that it works is giving of service, fully giving value to whoever's in front of you. And then as you learn what works and flows, then you begin to niche it down. It's kind of like I use the metaphor of dating, okay? Yes, you can get very clear of who you, you know, want to be with. I guess it's a possibility. But the reality is that most people need to date around. They need to figure out what do they like? What don't they like? You know, if you know exactly what you want, great, but majority people don't. You need to date around and figure out what do I like? What don't I like? What works for me? You know, do I like somebody that is a morning person? Do I, you know, does it work for me to have somebody that works, you know, and is a works all the time? They're mission based. Do I like somebody that is, um, has what principles? You need to start figuring out all of it and just trying out the different clients and giving your service everywhere. The universe will reflect back to you what your niche is. For example, I did used to work with huge celebrities and CEOs and all kinds of different people, okay, single moms, everything. And what I found over time is that what mattered to me and what my core values are is I wanted to only work with people that were doing their inner work with the motivation to be able to eventually give back and make a difference in the world and take this work out themselves. So over time, I wasn't as interested in working with the celebrity addict, okay, because 
primarily, not all of them, but some were really just doing it because they were trying to get out of issues with the law, get out of issues with their partners or spouses or managers. And they were just trying to fix themselves so that they could, you know, not lose everything to their life. Right. So for me, it took a while to figure out what exactly, and maybe you know exactly, and that's fine. But what I have found again is majority of people, like if if you know what you want and you know the client and it flows, awesome. But most people are, they try and figure out their niche and they're like, it's actually an excuse for them moving forward. Okay, do you get that distinction? If trying to niche it too fast is having you stopped, blocked, and not flowing, then get over it. Don't try and figure out your niche right now. Flow and giving of service, flow and giving of value, get the testimonials, and um, and develop your ability to actually have an impactful transformation for people, okay? If you, you know, if you know, great, okay? So next is what I noticed for people why they're not having success is that they have no business or entrepreneur skills. You guys do know that the difference between a hobby, because some people like to do spiritual coaching and they just want to do it as a hobby, do it as a hobby. You can read people's oracle cards and give them readings and do all that stuff, okay? But if you want to be a professional, you have to understand that there is, you know, professional actually charges money, okay? So a professional has to understand business and entrepreneurial skills. And there are, we teach eight pillars of business. It's very specific. We teach 12 weeks of mastermind. Business skills are business skills. It doesn't matter if you are a solo entrepreneur or a big startup company. The basics of business are the same, okay? So you've got to master those things. And a lot of people, I've noticed that one, they either just don't want to do any of the business stuff and they, they, you know, just want to do the coaching. That's great. But with the coaching, if you want to make money at it, you've got to understand marketing, you've got to understand sales, you've got to understand organization, you've got to understand your finances, you've got to understand all the stuff, okay? And it's a lot. This is the truth, okay? This is not the truth, but entrepreneurship is is very complex, okay? I'm not going to say it's hard because it's only as hard as you perceive it to be, but it is complex, okay? There's a lot of moving parts in entrepreneurship and business skills, And it may not be for everyone. So this is my recommendation for spiritual coaches who want to succeed. You either need to get real and understand that it's very complex and you're willing to take that all on, or, and you are willing to get the right partners to rise together, okay, to to be able to do all of the complexities of your business and entrepreneurship. You know, oftentimes we got very organized in society and there is check sheets exactly of, you know, what everyone needs to do per week, you know, what accountability, what they're to, you know, um, check in and all the all the different stuff. There's an actual like protocol for the eight pillars of business. Okay. But what will often happens is people will go, well, I need to know exactly what the next step is. Well, in entrepreneurship, There's not, it's not like elementary school where you go to elementary school and that night they say, this is your exact homework and then you got to come back and turn in this homework, okay? Entrepreneurship is a lot of innovation. You have to flow with it. There's not, I mean, there's a generality of different answers, like for example, lead generation. You know, there's different ways of lead generation. Is it going to be through your social media? Is it going to be because you're going out to networking? Is it going to be because you're, you know, powerfully having conversations everywhere you go? Are you going to pay ads? You're going to do speaking gigs? There's many different ways of lead generation. 
but people want exactly the formula for it. Well, you got to see what works for you. You got to see what flows and what's natural for your authentic flow around lead generation. If I just give you a cook cookie cutter around all of it, then you're going to try and be something that is inauthentic for you. Okay. So entrepreneurial skills, one of the top reasons spiritual coaches don't succeed is because they do not have business or entrepreneurial skills. And it is really a mindset and a skill set within that. Okay. Next, the next reason why people um, are not having success as a spiritual coach is they try and do it all alone. Okay. You guys need to realize like, who are the big coaches out there that you like? Maybe there's Tony Robbins or Chopra or Jay Shetty or I don't know. There's so many spiritual coaches, okay? You need to understand that they have huge teams, okay? If you want to have success, you've got to team up. You've got to delegate. You've got to learn that you've either got to have partners or delegate, okay? There's a saying that if you want to go fast, do it alone. If you want to go far, do it together. So if you want to do it together, and that's part of like getting a coaching community, If you want to, um, you can do it alone, but you're going to go fast. It's going to feel fast, but actually you're going to go slower. It's crazy because you're going to, it's take you 10 times to learn what you can Google versus finding someone that actually has gone through the process. There is kind of common denominators and a formula online because people have been doing it now and we've all been coaching together and in each other's communities and we see what works and doesn't work. And and there's common denominators in that. So if you want to do it alone, you can just know it's going to be super lonely and it's going to be way more frustrating and you're going to have to eventually, you know, come into other communities. And generally in the coaching world, how you come into other communities is you actually generally pay to be in that coaching community and in that coaching community opens up 10 more communities and collaborations and whatever. That's the secret. If there's a secret behind the secret of coaching online, it's that people paid for other coaches. It's just part of part of the reality of our world. Okay. Um, number seven is money. We just talked about that. So it's funny because if you think about it, universal law states that whatever we put out has to be reflected back, right? It's the law of correlation, the law of cause and effect. And money is, is funny because if you don't, you know, if you're having a hard time paying for a coaching program, then guess what? You're probably going to have, it's probably going to have a hard time getting people to to pay for your coaching program. That's just, you know, that's just 101 of universal law. So if you are wanting to have a breakthrough in the realm of actually becoming a spiritual coach that gets paid instead of having to just be a hobby, you've got to think about the flow of money. You've got to think about that it's designed this way. Your current state of mind is only, it's in its, it's in its box, okay? So to get it out of its box, you've got to take a quantum leap. And oftentimes that quantum leap can be scary. You've got to move past, you know, your past programming. And so money, you know, what do you, what, if you're having a hard time having success, it does come down to money. You've got to oftentimes pay to learn the next, you know, aspect of coaching, to learn the next marketing skill, to learn the next whatever. And if you're not willing to pay for other people's coaching programs, then you probably will have a hard time justifying in your mind because people will say, well, what should I, you know, charge for my products? What should I charge to, to coach people? Well, there is a formula and we go through that, the three different levels of what you primarily should charge. But the reality is that what I tell people is that you should charge what you believe you would pay for it. Because if you don't believe in your product, then you're not gonna be able to sell your product. Okay. So it's important to understand that. So money, if you don't believe that it's valuable to have a coach, then you probably will have a hard time getting people that 
pay for you to be a coach. It's just the reality of it, okay? Next is, I think this is super important, is top reasons I find that people don't succeed as a spiritual coach is that they're not coachable. They're not coachable. I mean, literally, I can tell people, do this, and that, and it's fine. I don't, I don't say you have to do this or you're wrong or bad or you won't have success, but I'm telling them formulas that are proven, like I've witnessed people and this is what, and they go, no, 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 I'm just going to do it this other way. Go for it. And then they're frustrated. Well, it's because you're not coachable. Like, are you coachable? That means, are you willing to really open your eyes and see what's worked for other people? And then you can still do it your way, but you're not even trying some of the formulas that have worked for many masters in, in the coaching world, okay? You've got to be coachable. You've got to open up your heart, open your mind, think of what you're doing. And, and if it's not working, then you got to think of, you know, taking advice from other people. The greatest of the greatest have mentors and coaches. You think Tony Robbins doesn't constantly learn and learn from other people and masters? You think that, you know, any of these people out there coaching, majority of all of them, the greatest athletes, um, they all have mentors. They all have coaches. If you wanted to become a gold medalist as Olympic champion, you think that happens alone? Hell no. They have coaches. They know people that have taken other people and trained other people as Olympic medalists, right? So why would you try and do this alone? I mean, seriously, if money was of no object, would you have a coach? Probably yes. So that means you're handing your power over to money. It's really simple. This is a mental game. If you are wanting to truly be a powerful coach, you've got to realize the game that you're playing, okay? And then next is follow through. A lot of people just don't follow through. And it's important that, look, you can never fail at something if you, if, as long as you keep going. So no, whatever failures, if you've done a lot of these things, which I know I have, it's always never, it's never too late. It's never too late, okay? You can keep following through, you can keep learning, you can keep growing, you can keep succeeding, and you can get better. That's the bottom line. So on that note, I recognize that being a spiritual coach is an honor. It really is. And I truly believe that everybody either needs spiritual coaching or they need to implement the principles of being a spiritual coach for themselves and surrounding themselves with a community that lives on spiritual principle that focuses on their greatness and helps support them in that. I recognize right here, right now that you have a gift and calling and whether that's somebody that wants to just implement the spiritual principles into their personal professional lives, that you deserve to be the CEO of your life. And this is the deal. You are successful. There's nothing but success. The truth of who you are is a miracle in existence, okay? But if you're feeling frustrated, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling like, you know, all these things, you're trying to do too much, but you're not actually having, you know, efficiency, You've got to take a breath, step back, and get real with yourself, okay? This is your life. This is your message. This is your legacy. This is the, what is going to make the biggest impact in your life and everyone around. And so please take a moment to think, what is it that you're really willing to do? What are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to commit to, to fulfill upon your dreams? It's just a matter of procrastination and that's it. I know that you are successful, that you have the ability to be a world-renowned spiritual coach and leader. I know that for certain. Anybody can if they apply the principles, if they you know get a great teaching. We teach universal law, new thought. It's a very specific lineage. 
Thank you for tuning in to Soul Society and Dr. Aaron Podcast. If you've had a calling to be a spiritual leader or coach, you can go to soulsociety.com and check out our free training. If you've received value here, I would love it if you take a moment and give a five-star review. In exchange, I have a ton of free gifts for you. Grab your free awakening book, 40 guided meditations, and digital manifesting masterclass. I also have a free money meditation and worksheet for you so you can begin to break through your scarcity mindset and claim your birthright of prosperity. You can get all of your gifts and learn about our upcoming transformational events in my bio link in both Instagram and Facebook. That's under drerin.tv, which is D-R-E-R-I-N.tv. Also, I'd love to invite you into our free private community on Facebook under groups called Soul Society. That is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Soul Society. That's S-O-U-L-C-I-E-T-E. Have a divine day and may you live your truth.